0: The Colorado Sports Guys podcast is brought to you by the Denver Chop House, located in the heart of Lower Downtown at 18th and Wine Coop. That's Wine Coop with a K. Just a block, literally a block from Coors Field. Go in there, have yourself a nice uh, steak, maybe belly up to the bar, enjoy one of their nicely, finely crafted home brews or house brews, I should say, or maybe just uh, you know have a roast beef au jus. You know how we do. Everything there is good. They love us. We love you. Now enjoy the show.
2: From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. What's up, everybody out there entangled in Tangled Interwebs? We are back at Jake's Food and Spirits, 3800 Walnut Street. Enjoying some nice uh, dinner, some adult beverages. With I had me. the chicken tenders. That voice you're hearing, the man, the myth, the legend. He's not wearing them, but he still is. Ross, hipsters, glasses,
0: glasses. hi folks. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, where the West lives on, and on, and on, and on, and on
2: making his way all the way down here from Fortin, the king himself, Jeff
1: Morton. What's up, everybody? I had a nice pozole. Explain to the people what a pozole is. Pozole is a a, uh, soup that originated in uh, Latin America, um, and it involves broth with hominy. What's hominy? Explain that, please. (laughs) Hominy is like weird corn. And uh, what grits and is made out black of. Black right? beans and grits. either chicken or pork. And I had it with the pork. It was very good.
0: I saw an avocado nice. on there. An avocado. If there's an avocado, I'm on board. I saw some tomatoes,
1: I think, too. Tomatoes. I did not eat those.
2: <laughs> Jeff hates Jeff, the tomatoes. Not a tomato guy. Still can't figure out how tomatoes and ketchup are related, but another topic for another podcast. What about ketchup? Well, catsup? Yeah. Can't figure out that either. There's a lot of a lot of stuff I don't know, Jeff. But anyways. <laughs> Fried.
1: Fr- Nate doesn't understand fry dip. That's what he t- <laughs>
2: Don't get it. And I heard if you mix ketchup and mayo, you get Arby's sauce. I, is that true? It's what I've heard. I don't know. Arby's again, sauce is a little you.
0: tangy. I think it has some, uh, like, uh... Worcestershire? Some horseradish or something. Or maybe yeah, that's right. the horsey. Oh, that's the horsey. Oh, I just got that. horsey sauce. Horsy sauce. sauce. <laughs> Horsey sauce.
1: We're dropping knowledge here tonight. I That's just nice. want to say
0: something about Jake's. Jake's is a fine establishment, and uh, any, anybody who uh, lives in and around Denver makes a pilgrimage to Denver needs to come check out Jake's. If not for the fact that they have a, in the bathroom, the men's bathroom, there is a toilet that is completely separate, and it has one of those full door, ceiling to floor doors, like a real door. Like a bedroom door like, in an apartment. Like if you like like pretty much taking a deuce at a bar is the worst idea possible. But at Jake's, it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say that you know that if you got to take a deuce, do it at Jake's. Privacy, full door, yep, full door. lock.
1: So you don't have to uh, worry about some uh, some guy walking in and yeah, and
0: seeing your feet. Yeah, yep. you, know? <laughs> you don't want to, you want people oh. to see your feet oh. when you're taking a deuce. That's one of my phobias. Those foot fetish people. With
2: that, I I say we jump into some of (laughs) Ross Martin's headlines. That's it? Oh,
0: all right. From the LA Times. I stopped writing down dates and who wrote these articles. I just don't think it's important. From the LA Times, headline, Steve Ballmer is officially new owner of Clippers, NBA says. NBA says. NBA says Steve Ballmer is officially. So I guess they worked out that whole racist thing by uh, uh, making sure that another white billionaire buys the team. Yes. So pretty much water under the bridge at that point. This is how we solve race relations in the NBA. Donner- Donald Sterling out.
1: <laughs> we white
0: be. white billionaire from the Pacific Northwest resumes.
1: Yeah. It's- it takes That's over. Cool. That's how we do it in the
0: NBA. I'm a little disappointed, frankly, that that didn't turn into more of a headlining fiasco. Headline fiasco. I would have liked to have seen a long, drawn-out court battle with Donald Sterling involved being the being the being just the evil bastard that <laughs> is continuing this.
2: And whatever happened to like Magic Johnson was supposed to buy the He's team? He's black.
0: They won't let him. Or Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Or Jimmy she's, Kimmel. She's also black. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, he didn't have enough money. Yeah. But... He was probably ahead of Oprah and uh, I think they Magic were in, Johnson. They were in that uh, group with the Guggenheims who bought the uh, the uh, the Dodgers with Magic Johnson. Guggenheim. The Guggenheims are those? Are, is that an African American family? <laughs> the Guggenheims? I
1: don't. I don't believe so, <laughs> but there could be. It could be Jamal. I'm Guggenheim surprised they couldn't have
0: figured out a way. I mean, to get an African American owner down there in just. In the midst of all that racial controversy, they should have probably got him.
1: How many African-American owners do we have in the NBA? Well,
0: Michael Jordan is one that I can think of.
1: Yep. That's it. The mm. Nuggets used to have African-American owners.
0: They did? Back in the ni- early 90s. Yep. See? Nuggets never get enough press.
1: Never. So anyway, almost Steve Ballmer.
0: Almost sunk the team, but yes, it was. Steve Ballmer uh, <laughs> now from his uh, Sure
2: they're broke owners, but they own Steve the
0: Steve Ballmer from his uh, volcano uh, evil hideout, wherever he lives. I'm sure it's inside of a hollowed out volcano. He is now the owner of the Clippers. And I'm
1: sure he's sweating profusely wherever he is.
0: Are they gonna move him them to the to Seattle? seems like it would make perfect sense to me.
1: Well, I don't think you pay $2 billion for a franchise and, and then move them to Seattle.
0: I don't know why you pay $2 billion <laughs> yeah, for no, the Clippers, period. Yeah. It seems a little outrageous.
2: Especially if they don't have uh, Blake Griffin or Chris Paul who aren't, you know, Blake's kind of injury prone. Chris Paul's getting older.
0: Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. CBS Sports. I
2: still think they should have changed the name of the Clippers, by the way. I think, it's, I think it's crap if they leave it the same name to anything. I don't care what it is. Just funny. change the name.
0: Rebrand it, because when
2: you when you think Clippers, you still think uh, Old Whitey there. What's his name? Steve Ballmer. Yeah, Ballmer or Sterling. You, you think, oh,
0: that <laughs> Whitey, the that Clippers. Old Whitey. Yeah, the the Clippers. other old, Old Whitey that owns the team. Yeah.
2: But, I mean, change the name. Rebrand it. Come on. Give, to, us, give like,
0: us hope. the Los Angeles Raiders. <laughs> That's good. Colton That's the Raiders. good. Can I get another one of these? Yeah. Um. So, anyway, moving on to headlines. Should I go to the next one? You guys done talking about? Well, hang on one second. Okay. All right. Okay. No.
1: Never. Actually. No. 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 Hold on. I got to point this out. Go for it. I sent a text to um to someone I I know who's from the Baltimore area, and I was telling him a story about me talking to my mom this week about Steve Ballmer, and her mistaking me and thinking I was talking about some guy from Steve from Baltimore. Which Steve Baltimore. I mean, because my mom's from Baltimore, and that's how she says Balti- Bal- Baltimore. She's a bummer. And I'm like, Those you know, people are was, so stupid. <laughs> <from> Baltimore. <laughs> so they can't pronounce their own name. I was like, she's like, it's like Steve. people from Pueblo call it Pueblo. She, she says, are, she says, are, are you saying Baltimore? No,
0: I'm saying Steve Ballmer. And then some she's like, name. furthermore, Jeff, why would you think <laughs> I give a rat's ass about who owns the Clippers? Yeah, it's a long story. Like, Mom, I like the NBA. <laughs> I like the NBA. Come Mom, on. I'm Baltimore, <laughs> Baltimore. CBS Sports. Someday, yesterday, day before that, I don't know. Uh, probably by written by some person. Uh, headline: Seahawks colon. That means the Seahawks said this. Whenever that. Whenever I say that. Seahawks colon. Marshawn Lynch accusations bogus. Mm. Bogus. Fill
2: me in a little bit about what, what Marshawn yeah, Lynch did. I am not familiar. I think with he the story.
0: Uh, got into some sort of uh, domestic violence Ooh, altercation. Really.
2: Oh, so status quo for professional sports.
0: Yep. Next story. Next story. Fox <laughs> Sports. Uh teen convicted in Steubenville rape case in Steubenville rape back on high school football team. Oh, I did follow this story. Now those kids should be taken out
2: and shot. Well uh, it might be a little too harsh. <laughs> But I mean, can you say that with a Russian accent? When when you get a girl intoxicated to the point that she is passed out, and you're bringing her around parties and raping her, yeah, you might want to have a bullet put in your head.
0: Well, I would say this: tattoo bullet. Maybe we don't shoot him. Nate's bringing the wood, and maybe we uh, maybe they serve time in jail, which this kid did. I mean, he was underage, young kid. But also, maybe we don't put him back on the high school football team. Can i going to kind of hope
2: that that kid got the full prison experience. I, you like, know what I'm
0: saying? Well, I'm guessing he was the one who delivered that experience. He's got a resume that would suggest he's pretty good at it. So, uh, um, yeah, maybe you don't bring that guy back on your football team if you're in that football team. But, hey. Yeah, we had a kid. Forgive uh, and forget.
1: It's, it's amazing that you just think about it. You look at that and you think that they're kids. And it's like, kids? Like I, I don't know. Uh, it just it's mind boggling to me. But you know, I, I would have never thought about it when I was, you know, back when I was in high school and stuff like that. Of, of course, rape and that a was girl? well, no, no. I mean, just that kind of thing <laughs> Is it happening. Because you thought girls were a Jeff. <laughs> well, yeah. And I thought rape You're supposed was supposed to grow out of that. <laughs> I thought rape was something that only happened in male prisons. <laughs> um, but I never was in a position to think, okay. This is something that happens in high school, you know. Um, but of course, I went to high school back in the uh, back in the thirties. So uh, that's kind it was of a, a long time ago. It's a tough topic, though. I mean, when
2: you think of right, we had a kid when I was in high school from our football team that got caught robbing a grocery store for beer. They were like, they grabbed a bunch of beer, tried to. Run oh, we out. did that. They went through an alarm door. They all got caught because they we fell did that. on ice. And then he was suspended for like a game. And then he was supposed to be suspended for like two games, but they played him in like the second game, like halfway through. I got taken out for him. I was like, wow. the world's worst backup. It must have been bad. But I got called, and this guy comes, <laughs> he comes trotting back out. I'm like, oh, we're putting the jailbird back in the game? But that's the question. Like, By do, the way, do you give high school kids second chances I or got, not? I got arrested
0: for, a for uh, robbing a Pizza Hut, suspended for two games in high school.
2: You just like that pepperoni,
1: huh? What what did what did you take?
0: Yes, well, first of all, they were discriminating against us. Oh yeah, and so we chose to use we cho- chose to follow in Martin Luther King Jr.'s footsteps and practice civil disobedience mm-hmm. by not paying for our buffet, which they did not provide tapioca pudding. Which we asked them to reveal the, re- refill tapioca pudding, they refused to refill the tapioca pudding and told us that we were not the priority because we were just high school students.
1: Mm, Interesting. So they were being asked.
0: So basically that's why my nickname is Rosa Parks. I'll
1: tell you what, though. Tapioca, delicious.
2: I stand Mm -hmm. by your guys' protest, Ross. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, Tapioca. So in that case, I'm glad that um, I was allowed to play after two games. (laughs) All righty. Headline.
2: Second chances for high
0: schoolers. <laughs> so we'll by a moral uh, story. Yeah. Uh, next week, you're going to be replaced by one of the uh, Steubenville rapists.
2: Okay. <laughs> you're Sounds done. good. You're taking me over here. <laughs> I'm throwing this equipment off a bridge. Okay? <laughs> uh,
0: next headline is not really a headline. I just wanted to say Shark Week uh, is horrible.
2: Yeah, it's way too pumped up, way too many so people stupid. talk about it, like it's awesome, and it blows. It's
0: this weird thing that has uh, infiltrated the zeitgeist. It's not weird, that, it's stupid. That now, Well, now, like what's weird about it is that people, everybody likes to talk about how cool Shark Week is, because they want to seem like they're in with what's yeah, going on. Right, but they it's love bloody predators. Horrible. It's horrible. You know,
1: when I think of Shark Week, I think of that um, episode of uh, Friends where Mon- Mon- Monica walks in on Chandler. And, uh, you know, he gets up quickly, but... Then she looks at the screen, and there's, like, he changes the channel quickly, and then the screen, there's sharks.
0: He was beaten off to sharks?
1: As and she th- thought that he was beaten off to sharks.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <All> the Monica. <laughs> He's to so, stupid. Monica's every, so stupid. Monica's so stupid.
1: Every time I think of that is I think of people beating off to sharks. But they, they watching
0: Baywatch? <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm shark sorry, Week used to be, like, kind of cool and informative, and I think the whole point was to say, you know what? Sharks aren't that evil, and people shouldn't be scared of them. We shouldn't be slicing off their fins for shark fin soup. But now every show is about how vicious and horrible all these sharks are. By the way, next and they have made Tuesday, up documentaries. Next Tuesday, Jake's Food and Spirits can have shark fin. Shark, shark fin pasole, man. Oh man, fresh. Be first in
1: line. No, no, you're right because in a, in, a, in a sense that it was. You're right. It was to educate the public on these sharks. animals. These beautiful, know. majestic sharks. Res- respect. A hundred million are killed every all year. All right, sharks. And then, Jesus. but you know, but then you. We live.
0: It's very. It makes sense. We're on the Colorado sports guys, Colorado podcast. surf guys, <laughs> sharks here.
1: Hey, we've got we've got surf music playing as we speak. Yeah. So let's 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 you know lay off the jive, Nate. Andrew Feinstein's <laughs> Pulp
0: Fiction mix still going strong here, at Jake's. Miss you, Andy. Next headline. Uh, I don't have a. Uh, this was not like a single headline. I just saw a lot of headlines about it. I'll just kind of paraphrase it. Carmelo Anthony joins LeBron James in dramatic weight loss. Yes, he did. And uh, I don't know what you guys think about this.
2: That's the uh, story every off season when a player wants to try to rebrand himself.
0: They want to get skinny and wear hipster jeans and uh, wear like sweatpants that, that show off the shoes or whatever. And oh. I think
2: I think the new thing now is Tim Duncan lost thirty pounds two off seasons ago. That's retarded. Said it really helped his knees. Helped his, like, you know, playing, blah, blah, blah. So now you're seeing LeBron do it, Carmelo. It's like a new NBA fat. That's retarded. Like, when we get older, (laughs) you lose a bunch of weight, you play better. So you said You guys
0: not getting my that's retarded joke? No. No. Crickets? Okay. Never mind then. (laughs)
1: When you said that, I thought you said Germanic weight loss.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Germanic? (laughs) It's weird. Now he has, like, a weird little mustache (laughs) over
1: he has a good Germanic
0: weight loss. <laughs> well, good for Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James. I'm glad oh my Mellows
1: could have stood stood to lose weight many, Did you see many the pictures, ago, Jeff? So I did.
0: Did they look
2: photoshopped? Did they stretch that up and down? They did th- they, it did. It kind of looked a little it looked stretched. A little, it was a weird angle because yeah. I was like, Mello's not that skinny. He couldn't get that skinny here in Denver when he was 18. He's going to get all of a sudden, he's going to lose 50 pounds at the age, what, 30? We we're just well, talking about this. Mello you can't was, lose weight at that age. Melon was, <laughs>
1: was eating those Rocky Mountain oysters and smoking all the marijuana. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what admit. you
2: crave on the reefer is oysters and bulls balls. <laughs> and
0: bulls balls. <laughs> all right. USA Today. Um, today, broken leg sidelines Broncos starting linebacker. Oh, good Lord. Which one? Danny Trevathan. Are you kidding
2: me? Yeah, he's I, out. I gotta go, guys.
0: I'm out of here. <laughs> he's like he's got to go reorder his draft. <laughs> his, uh, his fantasy draft. He wasn't in your 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 one fantasy. So draft is, is year, he out he? for the year? Six to eight weeks, oh, I that's believe. Not bad. Maybe four no. to six weeks. Oh, he's fine. To be honest, I didn't read the article. God,
2: he scared me. See, be that's, be. that's why preseason news is crap. Because it's like, oh, J- Tarathan broke his leg. How long is he out? Seasons not even gonna start yet.
1: Wait, so did you have him in one? of uh, Wait, you only did one fantasy team this year, right?
2: He's a defensive linebacker, Jeff. You can't draft those guys.
1: Bullshit! If you do IDP
2: leagues, which is what real fantasy. Well, I'm is. not in an advanced league. I'm in a novice league. Come on. Yeah,
0: just your warm up for the NBA fantasy league season.
2: We don't draft until like a week before the season because we did that draft one year when Vic got hurt and it like kind of screwed everybody. So
0: because everybody drafted play. Vic.
2: He was good back with the Falcons. Remember he broke but his. But he did a screw over
0: everybody. I mean, not everybody can draft Vic. Well, one everybody guy is that drafted visible. him. In one league. Do we have
2: Across idea. America, man. Uh, this is worldwide. The internet.
0: USA Today. Are you singing Tupac? It's playing right now. Oh, yeah. I like this song. Um, USA Today. It's Steph Curry. Machiavelli. Yeah, you're right. It's Machiavelli. Uh, Steph Curry. Oh, thank you, Stephanie. That's weird. I'm reading a headline about Steph Curry, and Stephanie brings me a vodka soda. No, we're good, I think. Thank yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Much obliged. All right, so, so uh, USA Today, Steph Curry says he's better offensive player than LeBron. And the
2: reason for the cocktails here, two for ones down at Jake's. Two for Tuesdays. Two for Tuesdays. Uh, Steph Curry, yeah, way better than LeBron.
0: <laughs> Drink for two because Wednesday morning you will be. Uh, Steph Curry, way better than LeBron. I would say oh, he's you a agree? better offensive player. Oh, yeah, yeah
2: far yeah. better than LeBron. Way more diverse. a better playmaker. Get the hell out of here, no. LeBron James. Way better on offense than Steph Curry.
0: Well, well what's funny is this Steph is lost lot of his damn mind. And then I happened to do a little research to understand what the context was in which this uh, statement was made.
2: Oh, did I just jump the gun there, Ross? No,
0: no, you're good. Uh, Dan Patrick was interviewing him on uh, his uh, program, and his he dime. asked Steph Curry. He said, "Who's better at offense, you or LeBron James?" Okay. What is he supposed to say?
2: Yeah, no that's my whole He's, mentality about backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. They all think that they should be starting and yeah, that's the mentality you want.
0: The only guy that has ever said anything other than that is Brock Osweiler. And Gary Kubiak. And, and Gary Kubiak and they're just like, Oh no, no, no. I don't know. I definitely don't want to start. Please, you know, it's the only correct <laughs> please don't let me start. <laughs> the only
1: correct answer to that question is Vlad Divok. <laughs> I would say
0: Roscoe <laughs> Svetkovich would be a uh, uh, better answer.
1: No, you know, Steph Curry is a great perimeter player, but but LeBron can do it all, you know? So it's like, what do you do? You, the guy who gets very good at shooting or the guy who is... You mean that uh,
0: skinny little bitch LeBron? Yeah, <laughs> that skinny guy. Yeah, was
2: that guy weigh, like 215 now? <laughs> 240,
1: 250? Wimp. That Germanic weight loss. Yeah.
2: Speaking of uh, backup quarterbacks named Brock Eisweiler, it seems that Mark Kisla has now targeted him Now that George Carl is no longer in town. Kisla's been attacking Brock Osweiler via Twitter, via columns. You wrote a column about how Tim Tebow is a better player than Osweiler or something? Tim Tebow is
0: a better player than Osweiler. That is true. But that's uh, that's Kisla's new target. He's just saying what everybody else believes to be true. Public enemy number 17? Is that what he wears? Something like that. Yeah. Was well, Oswaldo oh, bad
2: in that preseason game? Well, I paid no attention.
0: Since I
1: blocked Mark Kisler on Twitter, I have no idea he's been doing this, but. Why'd you block Kiz? My life has been so much better since I blocked him. He's living oh, a Kis free life. I, I just don't have. I don't. I I'm don't actually come to. Even, his I'm
0: actually not even sure I know who you're talking about, but. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard his name a lot.
1: Jim Kisler. <laughs> did you guys see. Uh, There's only one
0: columnist I read, and that would be Benjamin Hawkman.
2: Did you guys hear old uh, Ron Zapolo doing some play-by-play during that Broncos preseason?
0: No, I didn't. I, I was at the governor's mansion for a wine tasting, so I missed the game.
2: Oh, look at look at Ross. Who's the mayor here? Hickenlooper. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Tancock. What were you? Governor's house. The governor. Oh,
0: you know what? They don't even call it the governor's mansion anymore because we have a Democratic uh, governor, and he doesn't want to seem like a one percenter, even though he is. So now they call it the governor's residence.
2: You guys remember that? Uh, but
0: it's still a mansion. Just so you guys know, that's I was right. there during the Bronco game. Didn't even watch it. Was it Bill Owens' this kid that was throwing keggers at yes. that place? Yes, it was. <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think it and was. And that's
2: the right mentality to yeah. take. You know? Come on. Or
0: maybe, boy. no, it wasn't Owens. It was uh, the Democratic one Ritter. after Owens. Ritter. Ritter. Yeah, yeah, it was Ritter.
2: But, I mean, when you're above the law, that's the kind of stuff but you he do. But he was
0: 21 years old.
2: Yeah. He
0: was Who just cares doing if he wasn't? Some, he was just doing some... Butt funnels in the governor's mansion. As soon as no his dad got deal. elected,
2: he was yeah. above the law. Yeah. He does whatever he wants. Yeah, right? because, I, hey, because Bill Murray taught us his lesson in Kingpin.
1: Because if you're going to butt chug, you might as well do it in the governor's mansion. Right? You might as well. Yep.
2: That's Seems right. Like the place. <laughs> so Steph Curry, take that. If you're
0: going to pan to the homosexual left wing lobby, might as <laughs> well do some butt chugging in the governor's <laughs> residence. In the
1: governor's mansion.
0: <laughs> headline: thestreet.com. headline here: How to cut the cord this NFL season. Now, this is an article about teaching people how they can quote unquote cut the cord, meaning that they can get rid the of their satellite, cord? they can get rid oh, of they can get rid of cable and all this stuff. And basically, this is My what God. they say. This is what they say you can do. They say it's success you can do it. You can get the antenna. And okay, fine. Everybody knew that. I mean, they the had other, an also, antenna
2: on the balcony at the old CBS an studio. I
0: still got an antenna and that's how I catch the local games. But that's not really good advice. It also says you can get NFL mobile, which means you can get all the games streamed to, like, your, your phone. I- anybody who watches an NFL game on their phone is a goddamn maniac. It's, there's Nobody should ever watch a game, a sporting event, on their phone. Unless device. they're, like, on a road trip and they're in the back seat. But even then, there's no way you could possibly, possibly get a signal Unless you're on Wi-Fi, in which case you're at home. Am I mistaken here? So it's a stupid thing.
2: Can't you attach an HDMI cable from your phone to your TV?
0: Doesn't allow you. Why? It doesn't. It it says no. You can't do that. Who says? The, the The app. The app says no. I'm sorry. It'll only display on your thing. It won't allow you to connect it to a TV. How does it know? It knows
2: technology man <laughs> we're all dead soon now here's some interesting pointless things killed by machines the next two years now here's right, the here's the machines. big thing all right
0: so i'm a denver bronco fan i can catch every single game over the airwaves on the antenna so i just go, to all, go. <laughs> just go to all the games you just go to all the games i drive you just drive there
1: nate big times rolls up. so here's
0: land. the question Here's the thing. There's something called Monday Night Football on ESPN, and there's Thursday Night Football on the NFL Network. Now, good news, the NFL Network is going to have a simulcast on CBS for half the games. Mm. So Thursday Night Football for the first half of the season, I'll be able to watch it over the air on CBS. Yeah. Now, here's something I didn't know. ESPN permits people to pay $50 if they own an Xbox 360 or an Xbox One game console And then they can get all of the NFL games that are broadcast on ESPN. That is cool. But I don't own either one of those, so I'm still screwed. So Monday Night Football, I will be uh, watching reruns of Downton Abbey. Thank you very much. (laughs) Have you gotten into that
1: show? Nate, do you own an Xbox or an Xbox?
2: No, I actually sold my PlayStation 2 so I could learn more stuff.
0: (laughs) So you could (laughs) buy beer?
2: So I, I, I bought books and started my book learning then.
0: Oh, a PlayStation 2 yeah oh i got one of those you can have it so what you're saying what you're saying is you
1: haven't played like a madden game for years i played once we went to boulder and i played
2: my uh, buddy's little brother and he annihilated me it was bad and then i played my other buddy a couple times and he beats me pretty good too and it makes me sad because i used to be one of the best madden players
1: of all time that's so you're saying your video game skills have dropped off considerably Yep, but my life so skills have them. impressed. I watch let's plays, you know, and stuff like that. Watch other people play, but I cannot play it. For you a watch other night. people play video games. I, I, yeah, that's God. the worst kind of person. Damn. I <laughs> am the I am the na- video game navigator.
2: I did used to play. I would play <laughs> Mario, and I never had a Nintendo, so I would go to my buddies to play, and I'd die like within thirty seconds. I would jump over like a pipe, get hit by a boop, mushroom, boop, die. boop, 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 boop. I watch. I have to watch my buddy play for like an hour and a half. I'm like, when are you gonna die? They never die. <laughs> It sucks. <laughs> Screw Headline. you, Nintendo.
0: Bastards. Headline from Reuters. Ooh. Comedy great Robin Williams hanged himself at home.
2: Well, that's not so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, you know, I, I will say I, I don't get shook up very much when I hear about uh, celebrities passing away. Philip Seymour Hoffman was the exception to that rule. That really, yeah. really irked me. I, like I considered him one of the greats. Yeah,
2: I considered him like my big
0: brother. He's like, to this day, and, I, and there's a movie that he's out now that I want to see. It's called A Most Wanted Man. I haven't been able to get away, but but I want to see that movie. I heard it's really good. But now Robin Williams uh, hangs himself. It turned out that he, he killed himself. Today they revealed that he hung himself. And I was like, almost when I heard that, I was like, this is the least surprising news I've ever heard yeah. because he just seemed like that type of guy. And on top of that, I wasn't really that affected about it because it's Robin Williams and I've never considered myself a huge Robin Williams fan. Mm. But then when I started hearing people talk about all the movies he's been in and the movies that I have actually really loved, I'm like, oh, shit, we did lose a good one. And and he's just one of those guys that was kind of always around, always in movies. Goodwill Hunting comes to mind as well. just a movie. I, I, I went to the movies one Mrs. night.
2: This Patch Dull Mrs.
0: Yeah, these are all just like oh, Good
2: Morning Vietnam. Like this guy. I was
1: going to say, gonna say uh, it has to be Goodwill Hunting for you, considering we, you know, you know, how easy, easy, this is you know for how easy this is for me. <laughs> you know how
2: easy this is. <laughs> he was. That was. I mean, he was. I've always admired comedians. That can also cross over into acting and play these dramatic characters like perfectly, like Robin Williams in Good Will Hunting, was a better acting performance. than and name anybody, he's he, that was better than the first. Was, that was amazing. The first time I think he did that was
1: in The World According to Garp.
0: Never saw that one.
1: Um, <laughs> no John Lithgow won an Academy Award. Jan, yeah, John yeah. Lithgow,
0: yeah. The, the Trinity Killer.
1: The what, was tr- that, what
2: was that <laughs> freaky one that he did with that dino, <laughs> their dinosaur costumes and Ed Norton was in it?
1: Oh yeah! Oh, Kill, uh, that was something. Uh, something. No, that was Death to Smoochie. Death to yeah, Smoochie. Death to Smoochie. De- Actually, I enjoyed that movie. That was. Yeah. Like, that I forgot was, all about that. that was movie. A, that was a Danny DeVito film? Danny DeVito's <laughs> yeah. the best.
0: <clears throat> well, you know he was great. If only he died instead of Robin Williams. <laughs> Wait, I'm but kidding.
2: I mean, Robin Williams had a, a long history of like mental illness, right? Depression. You always heard that he was kind of manic or depressed. Well, and, he
0: was manic for sure. I mean,
2: and then he kind of you know, you hear this stuff kind of come out and I, mean, I remember he did, uh, the last sitcom he did, I think it was last year or something, he was randomly in this weird sitcom and I'd heard... With that, Mindy,
0: right? From Morgan Mindy? Uh,
2: I don't was know. She he had, in it? I was Was Pam Dauber in that? But I heard I that... I don't really know. The only reason that he took it... I watched he,
0: Good Morning America this morning, so...
2: Yeah. This podcast said the only reason that Robin Williams took that role was because he needed money. He was like broke for something like that and I was like, that can't be true. I mean, this guy's got to have checks coming every day especially a
0: guy who could do like uh commercials you know what i mean he could be you know you see sam jackson in capital one commercials Gene if anybody could do commercials it would be robin williams i mean he could have made a living
1: i believe it's because uh, of his divorce it was a, robin divorce got a divorce yeah so he was uh <laughs> had to do that sitcom that he not sitcom but that show that he did Last year, I thought it was kind of a sitcom. I don't know something. It was a sitcom, weird. yeah.
0: It was a sitcom, kind of, yeah. It was, it was terrible. So, did he play like a news guy or something like that? No, no it, was it was like an
1: advertising agency he worked at. Or oh like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. You know, but the last movie good. I
0: saw with Robin Williams was a movie I absolutely hated. I thought it was one of the most depressing, horrible movies I could have ever possibly seen, and, and it got a lot of press and a lot of cred because Bob Cat Goldthwait directed it. Oh, god, it's called yeah. World's Greatest World's Dad. Greatest Dad with yeah. Oh my god. Sam. And it's and it was kind of made me think because in that movie you know, spoiler alert, oh, uh, yeah. Robin Williams plays a father whose son accidentally kills himself in, during an auto erotic asphyxiation thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the tone of this movie. Like yeah here's the plot some guy's uh teacher's son dies <laughs> jerking off and then rob williams writes a suicide note to try
2: to yes, cover it up so yes. his son
0: didn't and it was horribly depressing and that's kind of the way bobcat Goldwaite's movies are i think the other one was uh god bless america was another one i watched that so i just could not like i couldn't watch it it was it was too uh maybe it hit home too hard about how you know i kind of Feel about society, but I was like, this is not a good movie. I go to a movie to escape. World's Greatest Dad was another one of these these films that was just like, I I hate this movie. It's uncomfortable to watch. I don't want to watch it. And then you hear about Robin Williams dying with a you know a belt around his neck, neck you know, and you wonder like, it just got me thinking. Was like, well, maybe hell. this wasn't straight suicide. Maybe this was like accidental, and they're spinning it as suicide because even that would be better. Than what actually happened.
1: Not how David Carradine died. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that, yeah. uh, I was just I keep thinking about of, of uh, that David Carradine dying because of that. But you know, I was thinking—you know—you're talking about these movies. I want to think one of his better performances are the ones where he's—he makes you uncomfortable. One-hour photo. He made you uncomfortable because of its character.
0: You know, I saw that movie and I keep trying to remember it, and I can't remember anything. I feel like it was very forgettable. I, I he w-
1: played a photomat guy oh. who took a fixation on a family.
2: It kind of reminded yeah. me of that one that uh, I think it was, was it Al Pacino made, where he was like that kind of losing his mind up in that wilderness
0: insomnia yeah I oh I that was a insomnia. good one yeah
2: and those two that movies to me were kind of like Ugh, he played
1: he played a bad guy in that one a very good bad guy in that one um uh, you know of course everyone remembers his, like dead poet society was his first Wait, real was one pig hour photo. photo yeah one hour photo okay. was uh, yeah
2: Deadpool would, Society would,
0: that was great. Yeah, oh, captain, oh, Mike my captain. captain. You know, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> oh man, I've oh, never God. seen that movie. We have never uh, seen uh, to see the, that We're gonna movie. turn on yeah. the
1: MacBook Air here. So <laughs> 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 that's a great one. And uh, Fisher King is a, a weird one. Jeff Bridges, right? Yeah, Jeff Bridges. I've tried to it's watch a Terry it. Terry Gilliam I, movie. I couldn't so.
0: get away with the like how outdated it was. Yeah, I never saw that. So one. I tried yeah. watching it. And I'm just like this. He plays uh, Jeff Bridges plays like a shock jock, like, yeah. like a Howard Stern type character. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it, but I should try it again.
1: But you know, he he went through this dry spell. I remember, I never really liked the movie Hook I thought it was. Oh, I love Hook! A great movie! I, I love that movie. I love. I that didn't movie. buy Dustin Hoffman as
0: Hook. What? It was great. But <laughs> <'Cause> you could <laughs> buy Robin movie. Williams as Pan, as Peter Pan, Peter. That's interesting. <laughs> the whole, you movie know what? That movie was so good. You forget it. Dustin Hoffman is even. Playing hook. That's the way I view it. Like when you watch that movie, it's like, yeah, Robin Williams. That's Peter did Pan. Did you see did you that Robin Williams, Peter Pan? Peter Pan is Robin Williams. What about but me? What for- about Shmi? You Shmi is me. <laughs> I am Shmee. But you forget yeah. that Dustin uh Hoffman.
1: Did you did you see uh Um Good Vietnam. morning Vietnam Vietnam? No. You never saw Good never Morning saw Vietnam? It. Oh wow. It.
2: I figured that'd be in your like classic rotation it, it, you know i think it came you out the CSG i was pretty young. wife and kids sit down and turn the know, fire on <laughs> the cat on your lap i think i got sick good of
0: hearing people like uh say good morning vietnam like they were like trying to like you know people quote movies too much like when you were a small <laughs> child it just made you angry well and then over the years i don't know maybe i should watch it and by the way vietnam is also not a big topic of movie that i like to watch you should watch that general. one. It was good. Well, a
1: lot of great movies were
0: made. But I mean, <laughs> well, I like Apocalypse Now. Uh, Apocalypse I, Now is brilliant. Jeff, I like Jeff. Uh, this guy's a phony. I like Platoon. <laughs> uh, Forrest Gump. Would you call that a Vietnam movie?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. but uh, that's about
0: it for as far as Vietnam movies go. As those three movies. Where's uh
1: Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we got off subject. But it's it's like. You gotta watch that one. It's a good one. I like it. and I hate old movies. He was in a lot of great movies. He was in a lot of terrible movies. I never liked the movie Toys.
0: Never saw it. I don't
1: think I saw that. Jumanji. Never never saw Jumanji. Never sought
0: out Robin Williams movies. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched them, and and then he happened to be in some of the ones, and I realized that. Hunting.
2: You know. I liked. I did like Patch Adams. Jack was weird. Jack, I like saw
0: Jack. Adams that was, was very weird. sentimental. Jack though, was kind of like
2: Benjamin that? Button.
0: I will tell you, Jack, I think oh, there's Jack only one guy that yeah. could have pulled that off, and that was him. There's only one guy. Every other person who tried that, they would have...
2: Well, like Mrs. Doubtfire. Like <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire was and, like, pretty yeah. good. And my sister mentioned it the other day. Pierce Brosnan is yeah. forever that guy. Yeah, yeah. I see him in like uh, 007, I'm like, no.
0: Oh, by the way, no. Pierce Brosnan, there's a movie coming out with him this month called the November, November man. Man. Oh, man, that looks awesome.
2: That looks terrible. What? You can't have um, Pierce Brosnan. Joe Rogan said it best on his podcast.
0: Joe Rogan's an idiot, but go ahead.
2: If you could beat the crap out of a guy, he's not a badass. And Pierce Brosnan, he, oh, I guess he has guns, so maybe he's like even an mean? assassin.
0: Joe Rogan, so what? Joe Rogan can beat up 99% of everybody exactly. in the world. And so, therefore, nobody gets to be a bad. The badass. November
2: Man should be Vin Diesel right, about, or uh,
0: <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> oh my God! Wait that a minute. Changes so, the uh, movie. So, wait, hold on. The the Rock's small. been doing a lot of steroids. Dwayne Johnson and uh, Vin Diesel are not dapper and suave and charming. Yeah, they're like
1: dudes.
0: So basically, I
2: made the <laughs> So
1: basically, his credential is none of the James Bond characters.
2: No, the last guy has been good. Daniel Mostly, Craig? Yeah. Daniel because Craig's he, a badass.
0: The, uh, uh, and Joe Rogan could beat up Daniel Craig. Maybe. And he could probably beat up... Uh, he could beat up Bruce Willis? That'd be a good He could good kick fight. the shit out of Bruce Willis. He was
2: actually supposed to fight uh, Wesley Snipes. I Wesley would Snipes like, Wesley Snipes, Snipes
0: could probably beat up Joe Rogan. I Wesley Snipes
2: like. pulled out of their fight that was supposed to happen.
0: Because he got scared because <laughs> he found <laughs> out Joe Rogan was rolling jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Once you get them to the ground, you can't beat them. Choke them out, son. But in a straight karate and or a two-on-two basketball tournament, Wesley Snipes would Joe Rogan was a
2: four-time state champion in the state of Massachusetts. Yeah, in Massachusetts,
0: Massachusetts. You know how easy that was to win that state title?
2: Dude, everyone that likes to fight comes out of Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: all the yeah, great fighters. Yeah,
0: Joe Rogan was the Taekwondo You're looking at my girl? All, all the great fighters. In, like, 1989. We
1: got Joe the Chowder, the Chowderhead Jones. uh <laughs> You don't like my dad's chowder?
2: All right. I'm taking off my shirt. We're fighting.
0: (laughs) Joe Rogan is such a blowhard. He used to be so great. Now he's such a blowhard. Like, he's selling supplements and stuff. Like, what is he even doing? Like, all he talked about was being real and all this stuff. Now he's selling snake oil. <laughs> to all he's of being these. real and And, and now he's selling snake oils to his <laughs> legions of morons that listen to his fucking three-hour podcast with Duncan Trussell, like the pseudo-intellect. Duncan
2: trussell has been on, like, maybe 10 podcasts. Oh, uh, or he's wait, no, no, no. On, he's been on at well, least he's done 500. 100 of, yeah, he's of
0: 100. Joe Rogan's 500. He's, they, yeah, they're, like, new pseudo-intellectual douchebags. I like them. No offense, Joe. I mean, if you want to be friends, I'll be friends with you. Don't don't
1: choke me out, Joe. Don't choke me out. It's because Nate knows all the best fighters. Don't dunk me in
0: your uh, sensory deprivation tank Yeah, (laughs) filled with weed and, like, weird stuff. Bath water. (laughs) Weed and weird stuff. Old
2: bath water that they collect from (laughs) retirement homes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The skin cells. Not the stem cells. The skin cells of geriatrics.
1: Well, yeah. It's actually, you know, it... They die in threes, you know, the celebrity thing, you know, because James Garner died a couple weeks ago. What are you in? Uh, okay, first of all, James
0: Garner doesn't count. He was old as shit. James, James Garner's
2: dead? Yeah. He looked like he was going to die in The Notebook.
0: <laughs> I'd never thought <laughs> yeah, uh, he uh, Was that like, Jake Gyllenhaal or something? No. He was supposed to be the old Ryan Gosling. version of <laughs> oh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I always confuse those two guys. Yeah. It's the G. James Garner was a badass, though. James Garner was awesome, yeah. Um, And my favorite movie of his was Maverick, of course. Maverick. Jeff,
2: are you in Doug Stanhope's Celebrity Death Pool? Why do you care about the three celebrity (laughs)
0: pools? Well, because
1: I was going to point out, Lauren Bacall died today. So that is the three. Lauren Bacall? Who is
2: Lauren Bacall?
0: Jeez, she must be 140 years old. Jeff, you
2: can't mention people that die that <laughs> die of natural
1: causes <laughs> <laughs> yes you can that's that's the whole point of the whole three people dying yeah but rob okay so I don't think so no no
0: i don't think that's true no like, because not much-
1: everyone's gonna die choking themselves with a belt Come on, people! I think the thing that comes in
2: threes <laughs> are unexpected things. I think that's true. Yeah. That is
1: that is that a is, that is a bullshit criteria. <laughs> that's true. That it, does it, not exist. But Jeff,
0: that's the way it works. That is not the way yeah, it works. It is. You guys are Keeping making the, up the rules right. on the fly. It
1: is just to suit your sick fantasies. <laughs> that's exactly what.
2: That's what my nana said, and she's like eighty-eight. <laughs> I'm <trust> so
0: <laughs> so like absolutely beaming. And happy that the two deaths Jeff brought up were James Garner and Lauren piccal <laughs> because they're old. What was Lauren piccal in? Like Gone with the Wind? She was in. Cuss she of played like the old. She movies? was like she was in.
1: <laughs> she was in all those Humphrey Bogart movies.
2: Good Lord, Jeff! And Humphrey Bogart was alive like the twenties. Hey,
1: but yeah, but you guys knew James Garner.
2: Well, of course, He's Maverick.
1: And he was in. And it was like in his eighties. Yeah, he was in Space Cowboy. He <laughs> was in the Notebook. Just for it God couldn't God have
0: six. been more perfect to have this conversation. <laughs> just bringing up Lauren Bacall hey, and James I'm telling Biden. you,
1: that's the grouping of three <laughs> rule right there.
0: No, no, no. If you're going to that way, you got to go people who died I mean, before they, their time. But, but they were a big party. George Seymour part Hoffman um, and uh, but they, no, they, Robin they, they, Williams and soon-to-be Katy Perry.
1: You, re- you realize that uh, Denver Sips comment section is going to what's, excoriate what's, both of you. What's that oh, one God, chick? That,
2: what's that girl that made that music and that I don't want to go to rehab? That chick. She's dead. Yeah, she's Amy dead. Winehouse?
0: Winehouse. Yeah, yeah. she's dead. <laughs> She's I mean, a, that's uh, not the three clubs. She's in the 27 club But I mean, James Gardner. People died at the age of 27. James well, like Gardner Janice and. Janice Shoplin and. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix and Kurt Cobain. Who's that Jim other Morrison. chick, Jeff,
2: uh, that you mentioned? James Gardner and who? Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall, yeah. <laughs> they were a big part of Jeff's childhood, so you got to cut some slack. Hey, right. I don't hide from the... He had
0: James Garner posters on his wall. I don't, don't wall. hide. I
2: don't hide. This guy's a heartthrob.
0: I had that iconic Jeff Garner uh, Speedo uh, poster on my wall. Well, first of, of all, if
1: it was Jeff Garner, <laughs> it was my face on his body. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was the fir- I believe it was the first speedo ever made that he modeled.
1: That Jeff had on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's Jeff like, man, I can't wait till I get this in color. Garner, bitch. <laughs> banana As <hammer. laughs> soon as this poster's out in color, I'll be happy as shit. <laughs> hey, uh. even in the fifties, they were. Remember Rita Hayworth <laughs> and the Shawshank Redemption? That whole uh, that poster was in color. Yeah. Yeah. Shawshank yeah. Redemption is a good
0: movie. Robin Williams was not in it. He today. was not in that. You movie. sure? No. Yeah, I'm pretty it's sure. the
1: Jail scene,
2: I think.
0: Got saw in there.
2: <laughs> All right. What are the headlines you guys? Is that it? Well,
0: that's it for headlines. Uh, Robin toilet. Williams, you will be missed. Rest nice. in peace. So, well, that's it for
2: headlines. Let's take a short little break. We'll come back with a little something we like to call things Jeff believes to be true.
0: All right. Remember when we used to have that music? That was good. It used to be the intro music. Yeah, I right. should go back to that. Now, things Jeff believes to be true. Did, did I... It's not loud enough.
1: Too quiet? It's very, very, very tepid. It's
0: for Jeff to talk over.
2: <laughs> well, he's at the Cherry Creek Country Club. In,
1: <laughs> we need uh, glasses to clink or something like
2: that. <laughs> it was just before John Elway pushed him to I the ground. <laughs>
1: <tournament>. <laughs> Which is a lifelong vendetta against the
2: Broncos. <laughs> I saw, by the way, the first episode of Hard Knocks was out. They're doing the Atlanta Falcons. One of the players is married to some girl that has a reality show that I've never heard of. And they play this clip of her on her couch going, who's John Elway? Who's oh. John Elway? Honey, does anyone know who is this guy? And some guy's like, yeah, he's like an old football player, but he's like the GM of the Broncos now. I'm like,
0: GM?
2: That's the way that we're remembering John Elway now? By you the way. get your damn story they straight. They should have
0: just sent her the article to, that was in the Denver Post a couple days ago about his house in uh, Aspen. It was like twenty point four million dollars. Uh, that's John Elway.
2: What is he doing, making that car money?
0: Second of all, he's isn't it weird. I know things Jeff believes to be true. No, that's fine. But he wasn't GM until this year. Did John Elway get demoted because he was VP of football operations <laughs> and now he's, he's now he's general manager? I think he's holding like, titles. <laughs> it's like one day you're Jake or Andy Feinstein, the next day you're Jake Feinstein. Yeah.
2: Slanging hash in some <laughs> <of the> <laughs> kitchens <laughs> <laughs> for a couple of rubles,
0: <laughs> shekels. I believe it's shekels, shekels. not
2: rubles.
1: <laughs> anyway, Jeff. I have no right. rubles on. okay. It's short and sweet. Play I, I, the music again. Yeah, you put on the lilting.
0: Can you turn it up? there's I And mean, it's out. pretty
2: loud on here. I mean, I think it's okay.
1: It's a live podcast. We don't edit this shit. <laughs> um, you know, I was had a whole speech prepared about how, how this is it for me, for the NFL. I'm done. But, you know, it occurred to me that that would be biggest fucking lie I've ever told. <laughs> I would watch the games just like everyone else. And yet I have this, you know, this have been on this train of, like, getting more bitter and bitter about, the, about just the way they – everything surrounding the NFL – so I, uh, I came to the conclusion that I'm going to continue bitching about the NFL, but yet I'm still going to continue watching it, and I'm going to rationalize it by saying that I won't know uh, all these things going on. I'm just keeping myself informed by watching the games. But there's going to reach that breaking point with me where I'm just going to have enough of what's going on and I'm going to have that trigger where it says, I can't watch this anymore. I'm already not as passionate as I was. You know, as soon as... The, and I think tell was, me when I get to talk. Okay, go okay, ahead. Yeah, and, like, You can check out. You know. um, I'm not as passionate as I was. And I think everyone kind of has this feeling once the Broncos won their first Super Bowl, that kind of that, that wall that you keep butting against is gone now. And then they won their second one, and it's like you come down from the mountain and, yeah, you'd be nice to get there again. But it's like that zeal as a fan, I'm not saying as a player, but as a fan, it just isn't there anymore. And I think that has contributed into my malaise. So, anyway, short and sweet, that's exactly what I have to say.
0: This is total and utter bullcrap. Because what you're essentially saying is, and by the way, I know what you're saying. You're saying because the Broncos won a Super Bowl, 15 years ago, you finally got around to losing your zeal for enjoying the game.
2: There's a lot of people well, that it, weren't around for those Super Bowls, by the well, way. Well,
0: Jeff was around. I
2: found that out last playoff. Some people were like, I can't believe they got crushed in the Super Bowl. And I was like, yeah, it happened against the 49ers. Don't you remember? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. It actually happened
0: about against, uh, against the Seahawks just like five months ago. I'm talking about that's 55 it. to 10. Yeah. But, but Jeff, here's, I understand what you're really saying. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to say, I don't like the NFL anymore, and I'm just not as passionate about it. But really what you're doing is you're building up a defense against your case for the NBA because you love the NBA so much, and you're sick of the NFL getting, like, this, uh, this center stage in the spotlight all the time. And so now what you're saying is, I'm done with the NFL because... That's my only defense against it. and So now you're rationalizing and saying, well, I'm actually not done with it. I'm still going to watch it, not because I enjoy it, but because I want to be up to speed and I want to criticize it on a regular basis. But you're full of shit because you do like the NFL. Everybody likes the NFL. <laughs> it's the most exciting sport there is right now, currently, in the United States of America. You not believe that. And it is, and so I don't understand why is this the like? I want to understand the deep reason why you're saying what you're saying.
1: Well, Let let me call bullshit because you call bullshit on me calling bullshit. Yeah, because because Uh oh because do I have to call a do do I have to call up a podcast where you went on and on about how boring being at an NFL game
0: is? Okay, first (laughs) of all, that is being at. An NFL game. What's the, the stadium, fucking difference in the stadium? That is an excruciating experience.
2: Everybody knows that the place to be for an NFL game is on a couch. Or on a couch stool. No at nice.
0: your home, watching over the antenna. In fact, preferably having yeah, your the, wife hold the antenna out the window, and you're being like all hey, the three other major sports are
1: actually more advantageous to watch in person than
0: the NFL. <laughs> a, little <to> the left. <laughs> a little to the left,
2: honey. A little to the left. <laughs> there you go. Don't hold move. it
1: out the window.
0: No, but you can't. You can't take your uh, little brother attitude about being an NBA fan and apply it and, and feel like you're somehow second-rate because well, the NFL is more popular. Well, see, no,
1: this is, this is where I have to disagree because I didn't always feel this way. In fact, I would say, and I think Nate was in this position too, he was pretty much an NFL primary fans until recently. And I was primary. Not like, but it was the, the sport. It was our f- favorite sport, you know, and then until recently. And, and, and it's just kind of shifted for me. It's just kind of my liking of everything and the, everything around it. The, it's, it's been gradual. It hasn't been sudden, but it's been gradual. It's just kind of shifted over the years.
0: I will say that the NFL is doing a lot of things wrong. And I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL took a big hit in their popularity. Over the next couple years, as soon as people figure out that a lot of the stuff we're watching is just kind of like horrible (laughs) bullshit, like all the pregame stuff, all of the every time we see Frank Caliendo up there doing some horrible impression. By the way, Frank Caliendo is the worst impressionist ever. I'm not saying I'm better.
2: He crushed it the other day when he did something that I watched.
0: It was George Bush. Oh. It was probably George Bush. George
2: Bush, Dicka. He did like a okay.
0: George Bush, Dicka. Did he do Sean Connery? He did like too? a short because they're like for the 30.
2: easiest ones ever. He did like a short thirty for thirty. It was funny. But, but come back to me when he has a
0: good point Lancaster is, is, impression. But, but the, the, point is, <laughs> the point is, I think you. I think I understand it? a little bit. The, the, the NFL is like getting too big for their britches right yeah. now. They just keep trying to monetize every single little aspect. Yeah, Terry Bradshaw, and Howie Long, and their whole shtick is. Is spent like I'm done, and I'm not interested in it. Well, any you of that. talked about it too in the last segment with uh, with the I, app. I don't remember that. I'll tell you what
1: the NFL. <laughs> you <laughs> talked about it with the app. I, I mean, but that, but, but hey, then, like, I'll, I'll you, say this: you can't transfer it to your television. Well,
0: right? the NBA is ten times worse than that. You can't watch a single NBA game over the internet or over the antenna or over the internet.
2: What time I watch NBA games on the internet all? the, yeah, the time. Yeah, you
0: watch the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Memphis Grizzlies on the internet, but you don't watch the Nuggets.
2: Can buy the NBA package. Oh,
0: so you okay? But you have the NBA. You have cable, so you watch. I can't watch the NBA. No, you the get Nuggets the well, pass get on a, the internet I, I because say, they're blacked out in my region.
2: Get a job and pay for cable. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is what the whole boy. Here's said to here's me. how the NFL. I am so sorry. I dedicated my life to the Colorado Sports Guys <laughs> podcast.
2: Here's how I think the NFL could benefit. It doesn't I mean, pay well. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks. I think the NFL needs to do more to personalize their teams to the fans, and you see it a little bit with like Peyton Manning doing commercials, this and that. But
0: that I, doesn't do anything to personalize the yeah, team to the yeah, fans. Yeah, you don't know it who just he is. Puts and money into songs Peyton are. Manning's money. But or, I watch. It puts money into Peyton Manning's pocket. I've watched episode. <laughs> what did I say? Money into his money, pockets into his money. I've had a few uh, vodka tonics. I'm not gonna lie. So I watched
2: episode one of Hard Knocks at the Atlanta Falcons, and about halfway through the episode, I have two feelings. One is love this show, gets me excited. I'm now excited about the Falcons. How much more excited would I be if the Broncos, if HBO had every team do Hard Knocks and broadcast it regionally, like I've, I've said before? But how great would that be to see this Broncos team to get that much information about the guys on the team, what's going on, tell how it you all works?
0: I will tell you this. You're excited about the Atlanta Falcons hard knocks, no? Yes. If there was a Broncos hard knocks, would you be interested or excited about the Atlanta Falcons hard knocks? No. So that's why they do it that way. It's calculated. They pick one team a year, and that's the reason why it's so interesting is because it's special. It's one team out of the 32
2: if they did that every year for every team, everybody in the regions that love those teams would watch it and would be beneficial to HBO. There's probably I, people I that don't. Are you guys watching it? You're, you're I'm, not, right? What is it on? HBO. Yeah, I know. Well, say I
0: do have HBO. Would you see now? I have weird, this weird cable package that gives me like four channels. Not including ESPN, not including, but I get HBO. Somewhere. So, will you watch the Atlanta Falcons Hard Knocks? No, probably not. Would you watch the Broncos if they were yes. on Hard Knocks? Yes, I probably would. All right, but here's Done. the thing. sold. Here's the one thing I would say. I win, but I would be con- totally skeptical about any Denver Broncos inside stuff because the Denver Broncos are so calculated about how they present themselves to the outside world that I would not believe that any of it was genuine. To be honest. That's the one thing I'll say. That's the one thing one, I
2: do wonder about. The one, one negative, like how much is contrived? Oh,
0: it's all contrived. I
2: don't know. Have you wa- have you watched Hard Knocks? I can haven't. You say that? But, but I do okay, know you haven't seen it. Okay, okay. can you guys right, picture Hard Knocks? But I do John know Fox that there's no Peyton
0: Manning on Atlanta on the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. And when Peyton Manning's involved, everything's controlled. Well, Mike, everything. Mike
2: can, Ryan or whatever the Matt the, Ryan. the Falcons coach, whatever whatever his oh, name uh, is.
1: Uh, He's got white Mike, hair. Mike Smith. Yeah, his name is he's, Mike. Smith? He's
2: a lot like John Sounds Fox. Made up. He's a lot like John Fox to where yeah, there would be like not a lot of personality. I
0: don't think John but, Fox well, is yeah, that. He's, he's just a figurehead and he has real no, really no control. But over you get anything. to see, get it's to really see, Peyton Manning and John Elway that run things. Yeah. But you
2: see so much with these teams, like you get to see, you know, rookies looking for apartments. They find a place to live. Like guys talking. They had Stephen Jackson giving this great speech to the running backs. And you just see these guys at home; like it would just be so cool, and it would. That's something the NFL needs to do because, frankly, they're losing fans, and you don't have like a big personal connection with the guys because they're wearing these pads, these jerseys, these helmets. You don't see them like you but do. But in the heyday of the players, NFL, hockey players, it, and are you, basketball players,
0: are you claiming that the heyday of the NFL is waning? That it's on the downslide?
2: No, I don't think so. No, I think it's still up there, but I think there's a, a bigger voice saying, "Hey, look at this." terrible sport I think that that conversation is getting louder I don't know how loud it's going to get but so it's definitely then,
0: there well then what I think you're going to get is whatever is being spoon fed to us through this show maybe I'll make a point of watching Hard Knocks on HBO Go or something like that watch an episode go watch an episode don't, but I, I guarantee this. you.
2: try not to fall in love
0: <laughs> but that's the thing I'm saying is that are going to show up here in Matt It's probably not an accurate representation. They're probably going to highlight a couple guys. They're going to say, "Well, this guy's not going to make the team, and this guy's going to make the team, and this guy's going to be a star." So we're going to highlight little storylines around all these three guys. Yeah, that's and exactly. Then, and then one of them's going to make it. One of them is going to be okay, and one of them guys is going to be a superstar. But that's all contrived. All reality television is. I'm not sure that that's necessarily better for the NFL when they could just continue their traditional way of saying, these guys are larger than life. You'll never see what it's like to have breakfast with Peyton Manning, yet people still love Peyton Manning. People sure. that have never been a fan of the Colts or the Broncos know who he is and love who he is, and they're buying Papa John's Pizza or, or, or TV or whatever it is. So I'm saying, who cares? Why do we need this personal connection to these players that they're probably going to get cut? Yeah, and or get have suffer horrific injury.
2: Well, that's okay. that's the fun thing is you you do start to root for these guys and you like you have them like even last year that that little uh, Bernard Giovanni for the Bengals on the Bengals episode like you fall in love with that guy because he just got this great story. But that's kind of the same thing. I I don't know if Jeff has the same thing, but having credentials with the Nuggets and getting to know like some of the players and some of the front office guys, coaches. You start to root for them because you find out more about them than just the X's and O's of the game. You start to find out who they are, and you start to care about them because they're cool people.
1: Well, it's hard not to. It really is hard not to get, develop a relationship with them. But you know, Ross is completely right as far as the Broncos go. Can you freaking thank you? Can you picture John Fox thank on the you. hard?
2: You're, n- you're now on the anti NFL train, Did you, you, you got Mr. Anti NFL. Can you picture John Fox
1: on on the School of Hard Knockers or whatever it is? <laughs> Knockers, uh, Jeff's coming up with softcore pork. Because because club in Atlanta, you know, you know it's uh, awesome. Anytime you know, Danny Trevathan, you know, cracks a kneecap today. Uh, you know, anytime you uh, crack a kneecap, um, you know, the bone's going to break, <laughs> and uh, you know, you just have to deal with it. Next man up,
0: you know. <laughs> I do love the coach. The coach interview. It's, it's so terrible. awesome. Oh, no, so it's awesome. But that's it's the whole point. With that the Broncos are so mold. bad.
2: It would be interesting to see. If you could get something different from that on the
0: I bet blocks. you that the Broncos uh, clubhouse runs very similar to, like, a Fortune 500 company for the most part. I bet you it is very, very overly professional. You I mean, wouldn't it have seems to very bet. Cor- corporate.
2: You wouldn't have to bet if, if HBO just, got in yeah, there and well, Knocked
0: hey, It. they probably, they probably <laughs> spice it up, you know. <laughs> no. Like, oh, Survivor, NFL edition. Hey, yeah. a lot of these guys will be on Survivor in a few years anyway. But then I, uh,
2: the second thing I got from watching Hard Knocks was how much it sucked going through, like, football practice. Like, I'm watching these guys working out and doing their training camps, and it brought me back to, like, two-a-days and all the shit that I hated doing as a kid. And I was like, man, this was awful. Like, I hated doing all of this
0: stuff. I tell you what, it, it would make worst. it a lot nicer if you are getting paid three hundred fifty grand a week. Yeah, I'd take that. Yeah. Right. A lot of people paid that. Like, all those <laughs> CrossFit jerk-offs. <laughs> They're not paying like one hundred forty dollars a week to go do what these guys do. Yeah, the cult,
1: the CrossFit cult. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you rearrange the words, uh, letters in the word CrossFit, you get Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> and, you guys ever noticed that?
2: Yeah, I think I think uh, Jake Feinstein told us that last week. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> Very good. So yeah. Jeff,
2: you're going to watch the NFL next year?
0: Yeah, <laughs> of course you are. Yeah. Come on,
1: the Denver Broncos. I can't uh, do I can't do Gamblers on the Storm if I don't watch. Oh, the, very true. Oh, really? Maybe you can
0: do oh. excellent <laughs> I mean, you didn't watch. I mean, Ross can. can but it's you can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, I, I got, Good uh, job. we got one more segment. wrap it up. Oh, we do? Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: we're going to do a quick hitter. We're going to be right back with a little something called Nate relates everything to the Nuggets. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, we're back. New segment. Nate relates everything to the Nuggets. This one actually went from the Nuggets reminding me of my own life from an article that our own Jeff Morton wrote about JaVale McGee needing to get serious. And through Jeff's work, he was talking about JaVale and how he's kind of this goofy, eccentric guy that has all his talent, needs to kind of get things together. And I was like, man, I'm kind of that same way, you know? Got all this talent. (laughs) doing all these great things, need to get it together just a little bit. Need to take myself a little bit more serious. Am I like JaVale (laughs) McGee? That's what I started thinking. Is JaVale me? Am I him? Are we the same person?
0: JaVale Mamie?
2: JaVale (laughs) Mamie. Am I JaVale Mamie? But that kind of got me thinking about JaVale. You know, I read Jeff's article, and then Chris Dempsey, the Denver Post, comes out with an article uh, a couple hours later, kind of proposing, pondering about a JaVale McGee trade, you know, to the Indiana Pacers for Roy Hibbert and it's just kind of that same topic JaVale's kind of the the same player that Denver had with J.R. Smith another player that yeah. has all this talent that hasn't quite realized it a
0: million dollar arm and a 10 cent head is what you're talking about
2: yeah and so it, but that's the big question right now on on Nuggets fans mind is is JaVale McGee and at least in the last couple of days you know is he going to take a step as a player this year are we going to see a guy that as he said on on Raj Sharon's podcast, has his asthma cleared up? It's not going to be an issue. He can play thirty minutes a night, whatever. So he says. Um, but is he is he taking this serious? Is he going to be a guy that the team can depend on? Because not only did they have Timothy Mozgov, who could beat him out as a starter, but they drafted Yusuf Nurkic, which would you know could make Javale obsolete in the next two three seasons if Nurkic comes along and outplays him.
0: First of all, is it Raj Sharon? Raj Sharon? I thought it was Sharon. Sharon. Oh, interesting. But uh, anyway, back to your Nurkic thing. You mean Jerkic? Yeah, not a chance.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not a big believer in the Bosnian bear. Duvel, you're (laughs)
0: safe when it it comes to Jerkic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As long as he doesn't have Jerkic, then we're fine. Um, Jerkic... Because no underwear.
0: challenge.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's maybe, maybe JaVale can put it together. Maybe he can't. I don't know. That's the problem. Is like sometimes you could say, "Yeah, that guy's going to take the next step." Why, why is that, take that?
0: Why is him? that? Why? Why? Why is it so up in the air with JaVale? And That's my question to the to the you two here sitting before me. Because and fans- to everyone who why, why why is JaVale McGee now the new
2: Nene? Because the, the Nuggets don't have a true superstar, and they see the talent level that JaVale has, and they wish that they could mentally force him to become the player that he should be with those talents. Not going to happen. I know, but that's, that's the Not. whole thing. Like, I, I, at least for me, like I want to see him succeed, and I want to see him do well, but I can't put, as Jeff said in his article, it's up to him. You know, I, nobody can do anything. Brian Shaw can't do anything. You know, Melvin Hunt, Lester Condor, the assistant coaches, they can take him so far. I mean, what is it? You can take a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And that's yeah. that's kind of what it is with Avell.
1: No, he just he hasn't voluntarily taken the taken those steps. I mean, and I linked to an art, uh, a video of him scaring Michelle Beadle with an air horn. And I'm like, well, this is, seems to be more what he's about. But if else, he's so.
0: doing that and he's also good, then that's just like, oh, he's good and he's got a great character and he's funny. But now it's just like, and the closest oh, th- by the way, how much does JaVale McGee make in a year? Like 11. Um, 11, $11.2 yeah. like $11.2 million a year. The closest does this guy seen, even give a shit? That's
2: what does he even care?
0: And by the way, why would he care? Why should he? Why should he care?
2: That's the whole thing. You don't know. NBA
0: players are overpaid. Nene was the same guy, right? I don't think they're overpaid. You could say some are drastically underpaid. Well, I could say that JaVale McGee is overpaid, and he's the same type of guy as Nene.
1: Nene is a much
0: better player. Different, but. He's better. Nene is better. And Nene is worthless. So where does that put JaVale? All I'm saying is.
1: Nene, when he tried and when he put the effort in, but that's the whole you thing. He did with, it more consistently than than Javel ever has. Both
2: both guys, that's the whole thing is it's like you don't have that Michael Jordan mentality of wanting to kill everyone in sight, you know? And that's that's because, the problem. Because Michael Jordan
0: hit. didn't make 11 million dollars or 12 million dollars in his 3rd or 4th or 5th year.
1: Yeah, well, he's neither still, do these guys though. I mean, you know, they don't make I'm, that till they're in
0: there. Well, how yeah. how many years is Javale McGee been in the league. By Stabius the way, this is his eighth, eighth year. Okay, and, and, and that's even more absurd is that he did it without proving anything. Right. No, he was given it, the Nuggets. That's
1: on the Nuggets. They were bidding against themselves on that. I don't. I no one knows why they ended but up
0: giving. Even him if what he was just gave.
2: making seven million, you'd still say he's overpaid for what he's done. Yeah, you're right. Even if he was making five million, you'd say he's overpaid for what he's done. Yeah. So I mean, it's well,
0: if he was uh, back up to a, a a suitable center, then you'd say, all right, fine. We need him in there every fifth game. And then you'd be like, okay, good. But, you know, people are trying to make him out to be, like, a starter. And, and I mean, the, the, mid, like the middle of the road, upper middle of the road guys make $10 million a year in the NBA. And, and it is weird that some of the guys are making, like, $400,000, $500,000 a year, some, like, real talents because they're young. But that's just the CBA or whatever. But JaVale McGee has no business making what he's making. He has no business playing for the Nuggets. Or maybe he actually fits right in on the Nuggets. Maybe <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. the truth.
1: Well, you know, I mean, the Nuggets, I mean, I like their acquisition of Aaron Aflalo. I And he was then on the Nuggets when JaVale had his best two games as a Nugget <laughs> um, against the Lakers. Two games. took his best two games as a Nugget against the Lakers in the playoffs. But, I
0: mean, I don't know if.
1: The, if there the would make him somebody else's the
0: problem, then that would be great. But JaVale McGee is not the solution for a single team in the NBA. Yeah, yeah Not a just, single team is JaVale McGee the answer. We always hear that, that line from
2: Bronx Tale when the guy says, you know, there's nothing worse than wasted talent. And you see JaVale with all that talent, and you think, wow, he really could be the next Hakeem Olajuwon, but he just doesn't have, like, he doesn't have the basketball background, even though his mom was a great player. You know, he played in high school, college, AAU, came up in the NBA. He just doesn't have the same... You know basic fundamentals he of the game, the drive. or the drive. He doesn't yeah. have either one. He doesn't but have the they, fundamentals they, or the drive. But it does that, come down to the drive. And That's one of the
0: things is that they don't. and Javale McGee specifically, and a lot of other guys like him, they have. What do you, what do you have a drive for? What, what is their drive?
2: I remember something on his, be, his Twitter once that said a, he wanted to grow up to be a DJ, and I was like, "There's the problem right there. Like, you want to grow up to be a DJ? You're in the NBA. Shouldn't you want to grow up to? Which shouldn't you want to win a championship? Like, that's not your goal, I guess.
1: Yeah, you know? and they, it's remember in the what was it the early 2000s you had all those well maybe even the late 90s too you had those nba players you know basically putting out rap records and stuff like that and a lot of them were marginal players but by the way Shaq's and then rap, rap song was
0: still one of the best ever Brian Shaw's Sha- rap song yeah and, and Brian, Brian Shaw was
1: around? the definition of marginal player but you know most of them were marginal you know nba players but now you got Players who have so many diverse interests and stuff like that—it's actually harder to find those players that are only driven by basketball. Kobe Bryant, for all his fa- faults, you know that he is absolutely driven by basketball. And you know?
0: the, the ironic thing is, that had Kobe Bryant come out with a rap album, it would have been a top seller worldwide. Yep, probably would have been great, done great in France. That's right. You know what I mean? Probably, have been, he probably would have been triple platinum in France. Would have been the cover of with him wearing the white. The white outfit he was wearing in that Esquire shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just the state of the NBA, frankly, right now, is that we sit here and we argue about guys like Javale McGee, when real teams, legitimate teams, don't argue about Javale McGee. He's not even part of the conversation. Like the Cavs are trying to, try to get McGee. Kevin Love. Yeah. Javale McGee is just a guy that a type a team like the Nuggets has, and and somebody that's a fan of like uh, the, the the Lakers, the New York Knicks. They'll bring up JaVale McGee every once in a while when they want to seem smart in front of their NBA fans, their <laughs> friends, to say, oh, well, what about JaVale McGee in Denver? And they're like, oh, that's right. You know about JaVale McGee in Denver? That's oh, the problem fantastic. With the, you know your sports, don't that's you? A,
2: that's the problem with the Nuggets, too, is they have to hope that a guy like JaVale completely rewires his brain to caring about basketball more than he cares about anything else instead of being able to rely upon talent that you already have. And, that, and that's a bit of a problem, And you know, as well as – God, I had another point about about I've
0: lost it. Lost it. Is that he's awesome? <laughs> was no. that your other point?
2: No, I don't think so.
0: Like, Javale he's it. actually awesome.
2: He's great. <laughs> I'm going everybody well, Oh yeah, said. that's the thing. There we go. Is that <laughs> We're the, back. the Nuggets have? You know, I wanted them to keep J.R. Smith when they when they had him when he was you know going kind of toe to toe with Kobe Bryant, even though he shot like shit in the Western Conference Finals. But it was like, wow, maybe this guy's going to make the leap. And I fell for that with J.R. Smith. I've fallen for that in the past with other players. So now it's like with JaVale, it's like, man, I really want to see what he can do next year. But at the same time, I've been burned by that bridge so many times that it's like, if the Nuggets did have a chance to trade him, like Chris Dempsey kind of wondered about, go ahead and make the deal. You know, I mean, when was the last time the Nuggets traded a guy and then were really burned by how well that guy did after he left Denver? Nobody?
0: Not for a long time. I will say this. I mean, not I think even you're David right. Thompson. I think mm-hmm. you're right. But I do think that, that this, we're in kind of Jalen like a pendulum-type situation. Yeah, Jalen Rose might be one. Yeah, But we're in the pendulum-type situation where over the past 10 years, we've had a lot of um, young – I shouldn't say young because they're all young, but we've got a lot of selfish, narcissistic guys with you know, million-dollar arms and 10-cent heads, as you would say, if you're watching Bull Durham, Right. I think that pendulum will shift swing back to where we do actually get a solid group of young professionals, guys that have watched the way LeBron James has done it. And I'm no LeBron fan, and I'm no Kobe Bryant fan, but I can say those guys have at least been professional about the way they handle their business on the basketball court. And then everybody else that is kind of like in that tier, second tier, they've all just been like uh, cash and checks, $10 million, $11 million, $12 million a year, guys making... How many millions of dollars a year? You know, you know, you think about like uh, guys like Jermaine O'Neal, right? Like guys that are like obscenely wealthy. Jermaine O'Neal. Right? Those guys are going to go away, and new guys are going to come in and replace them. And I'm just saying that the, what the Nuggets are dealing with now is the tail end of this generation of weaklings, mentally weak guys that are just cashing checks. We need guys like straight across the board that have a vigor inside them, guys that want to win championships. Guys that, that are
2: cashing checks and breaking necks.
0: <laughs> yeah, not just <laughs> cashing checks, also breaking <laughs> also necks. Breaking necks yeah. Not just, not just <laughs> the cashing <laughs> checks, but also the breaking necks. And I'm telling you, that will happen. There will be a new a renaissance in the NBA, I think, coming up here over the next 10 years. But it's going to be unfortunate that over the next few years, the Nuggets fans are just going to deal with the, you know, the JaVale McGee's of the world. And the Gallinari's. <laughs> Euros. He cares
2: more about traveling to Italy than he does playing <laughs> for the team. Yeah, I
0: mean, I, I keep hearing about Danilo Gallinari as like a quote-unquote superstar, and it's like, get me a break. Oh, no. I, like, he is, he is many, not a superstar. How many times are we going to be screwed over by this mindset? Yeah,
2: good role players. Tough to find those gems out there. Yes. Very tough. Well, guys, I think that might wrap it up. I think that's it. I don't
0: that overstepped my bounds on the basketball club. No, you did not. You're going to hear about this in the uh, Denver Stiffs comment section? Probably. You, we may. We may. <laughs> you we'll just see. May. We'll hey, see. We may read those
1: comments later in a, a future <laughs> podcast. <Yeah.
2: laughs> well, that'll do it for us down here from Jake's Food and Spirits. We'll be back next week. Next week.
1: Bye.